they talk about it. Welcome, welcome back to She Can Talk the Podcast. I am your host, Colleen, aka Gongly MC on Instagram. If you want to book me for some shows, if you want to support a sister musically, if you want to invite me to a collaboration or what have you. You can go on over there to Gongly MC on Instagram. We are also DOE underscore records on Instagram. Um, Colleen Eat Wings on Instagram. And you can also find links to She Can Talk, the podcast on Instagram. But guess what? I have one familiar place that you can go to, a one-stop shop for all of this. And that is www.com. D-O-E records.com. Hey, anyway, we're going to get right into it today. It might be a long discussion. It might be a short discussion. Just depends on how I feel by the time I get through it. Um, all right, so I'm just going to hop right into it. You know, and I spoke about this before in another episode. We're not going to drive that into the ground, but I believe my last episode was about, you know, hip hop being 50 um, and simultaneously we're not having no number ones or no hip hop songs, 100% hip hop songs in the top 100 on billboards. We already discussed that. I'm not going to rehash that. But what I am noticing now, and I wanted to touch on it, I'm noticing how everyone's concerned about the female MC. You know, I'm seeing that it's like, it's always something, right? So it's like when the guys are winning, it's like, oh, we don't like them, this, that, and another. I remember a couple of years ago, like when Drill was coming up in Chicago, coming up in New York, um, they were like, oh, that's whack, you know, just want to kill people. I remember when they had like um, the emo rap or what people would call like the mumble rap or what have you. Oh, they're just mumbling, they're just mumbling. So we all know, and it is safe to say, and it is you know, we could all agree that whatever's popular will have hate. Whatever's popular, someone will find fault with it. And this new run of female MCs is no different, right? We have, um, you know, started with, shit, shit it, it goes down the line, go down the line. But right now, in this current day and age, we have, like, Ice Spice, Glorilla. I'm not going to name all of them. Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, Nicki Still Rockin', um, shit. If you get technical, Little Kim was on tour with Janet Jackson recently. So, you know, women in hip-hop are becoming more prevalent, more respected, and um, they're getting the bag. I, I don't know what else to say. Like, they're actually getting recognition for what they do. But I will say this, right? It is safe to say also that it's just one possible side of the female MC's genre that's being shown right now. The sex appeal, the sex kitten, the vixen, the, um, you know, fuck a nigga, get a bag, you know, that whole side. It is nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's definitely um, viewed as empowering to women, you know, because think about it. It's just like um, the word nigga, right? What happened with that, right? At first, it was a very um, derogatory word. It was very insultive. It was meant to basically offend, right? And then when black people or the community embraced it and said, fuck that, you know, you my nigga, you my nigga, and made it theirs, it took the power away from it, right? And it also took, it also gave it a new line of exclusivity, whereas it was racist white people that was just using that word in particular or, you know, heavily. We started using the word, our black community started using the word, embraced it and and put a layer of exclusivity around it i think the same thing is happening with the sex kitten female mc you know it was a little shock like when we remember when little little kim first put that poster out. i know dudes who still have that poster like they're like 50 plus years old and still got that little kim poster up like they're in high school Okay, so back when she did that infamous pose squatting out for her album cover, like the promo out promo posters, everyone was shocked from man, woman, dog, beast, child. Everyone was shocked, like, oh my god, it was definitely a shock factor there. Now, fast forward 20, 30 years later, it's almost like that's part of the handbook. You have to have that picture, you have to be squatted out and do the little Kim pose. And you see it a lot. If you, if you think I'm lying, I'm flying. Google it 
and see how many female rappers do that little Kim pose now. It's 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 not the same. It's not little Kim. And it's not giving the same. It's not given, right? However, what I will say is um you know, being called a slut, being called a hoe, being called a uh, you know, nappy-headed bitch, whatever. I don't know. I'm just joking through that last one in there. But being called all that stuff, you know, at first was there to offend women and definitely to take away their power, you know, because you can't be a slut by yourself, right? You got to be slutting out of somebody, so you have to have a willing participant. But anyway, so um, that was a way of taking their power. But then these girls... They did just like how the black community as a whole did with the word nigger. They embraced it. They said, you know what? Yeah, fuck that. I'm a, you know, bitch. I'm a this. I'm a that. I'm taking these niggas. I'm, you know, robbing these niggas and whatever else that they talk about. I'm not going to say that that's in, you know, everyone's topics or anything like that. But just a observation from this side of the fence looking over, they're embracing it. They're embracing anything that you say negative about them, and they're going to run with it. They say, oh, you say um, black girls can't wear colored hair. We're going to wear every fucking color of the rainbow. You're saying black girls can't get, you know, plastic surgery and boob jobs just like the white girls. We're going to get plastic surgery, boob jobs, and BBLs. I'm not promoting that stuff. I'm just saying the embracement. They're embracing it. Right. And then when someone when when a community or a population or a person embraces something that was meant to offend them, it takes away the power. Let's face it. Right. So now I'm noticing it's a lot of men that are saying, um, you know, we're degrading our women. Why are we having our, you know, women doing this? It's more to the female rap genre than the sex kitten. We want to see more. Oh, now y'all want to see more. Because I remember, you know, I had locks. I was one that was very conservative with my look, meaning that my titties wasn't out, my ass wasn't out. I'm not showing all of that. But I'm coming with lyrics. I command the stage every fucking time. And the feedback I would get is, oh, you need to be sexy. Oh, you need to show more ass. Oh, you need to rhyme about sucking dick. I remember a dude literally told me I need to make a song about sucking dick. And I was like, wow. So now these girls, you don't got to tell them that because they already heard it probably from the predecessors, predecessors, excuse me, probably from producers, you know, A&R development. Like, hey, be a hoe, put your pussy hole out there. That's going to win. And they're doing it. They're embracing it. And now it's offensive to other people. Now other people are upset. And like, where's female MCs? We've been here the whole time. A variety of us that rhyme about a variety of things. You know, but what they do is they're so busy pitting against, oh, you're not better than this one. So-and-so should battle this one. She would eat her. She would kill her. And it was always like a, a, a um, I don't know, like a fucking Battlestar Galactica. Like, we got to battle to the death. And may one female MC remain standing. You know what happened with that? No one won. There you go. And who's winning now? The other side of the female MC genre. Am I mad at it? No, because let me tell you, when I, I when they had the Essence Fest and they gave the women the, the highlight for 50 years in hip hop, I feel like they could have had a couple of more women because it's 50 years, y'all. It's 50 years. Y'all could have made it happen and had as many female MCs up there that contributed to the culture than not. But I get it. They wanted to have the ones that were more popular, more familiar, more you know, basically making those sales right now in present day. Nothing wrong with that. It warmed my heart, though, nonetheless, to see them out there doing their thing and getting that recognition on the Essence Fest this year. Now, feedback was, oh, it was too much twerking, it was too much this, it was too much that. But let's not forget that it was a point in time 
that we was all like, and twerk, 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 twerk. But, you know, we're highlighting granny's twerking. We're highlighting babies twerking. we highlighting men twerking. we highlighting women twerking on top of cars. Like, whatever, right? So we highlighted this genre. Don't you think these babies grew up and was like, well, this is what we're supposed to do. And we're going to take it to the next level, to the extreme fifth power, because this is the only thing that gets through the doors. You know what I'm saying? So who is to blame? I'm not here to say anyone is to blame. I think a little bit of all of us are to blame, you know. Um, I blame myself personally for not fighting a little bit harder for my sound, you know. Am I done? No. I think that, you know, just what you think is over, God will have a miracle for you. And I believe that there's one in store for me when it comes to this music stuff. And, um, yeah, I've had great hits. I've had great um, accolades. But, you know, I know I haven't had a hit. Like the hit, the top billboard charts, you know Gongoli hit, right? Am I deserving of one? Yes. Am I worthy of one? Yes. It's just a matter of time. That's how I look at it. And whatever God has for me is for me. And um, any other female MC out there, whatever's for you, whatever path is for you, God will lay that out for you. However, doesn't I want to? I'm curious to know how other female MCs feel about this. Like, um, I know, I know, it was some that I've you know it was encountered with firsthand, like myself, that you know we was in the same rooms, and people are telling us like, yo, you need to write a song about sucking dick or taking dick in your ass or some weird shit to get put on. Now that these girls was like, say less. You don't even got to tell me to write about that. This is what I'm writing about. It's offensive. These girls are like, yo, I'm robbing niggas, drinking cum, all that shit. And it's offensive. And now you're like, where's the decent girls that rap? Where's the girls that rap about life other than sex? Where's the girls that are wives and family, you know, um, homemakers and providers and nurturers of their children nurturers of their family the matriarch but they rap where are they at so we can hear their story and rap is is 50 this year right so where are the 50 year old female mcs that are rapping and could tell you about you know tell you stories about when they were young when they were you know mid-age when they were at 50 you know, being a grandma, being a baby mother, being a wife, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, can we see the full life cycle of being a female MC, you know? We can see it for the guys, right? We can see Jay-Z when he started out at 28. And please, it's a sin if you're a woman that say you want to start rapping at 28. You're already too old. But I digress. But, um... Jay-Z started out at 28, got his career popping. Now Jay-Z's 50-plus, married with wife, children, so many business ventures, and he's able to come back, circle back, and rap about it, you know? Why can't that be the same for women, you know? I would love to hear a new Salt and Pepper fucking album talking about their children growing up, their grandkids, or... You know, just whatever their whatever business adventures worked for them, and you know that they are where they are right now, because they're probably Jay Z's age, if not a little bit older, right? You know, and I, and don't get me wrong, you don't have to be a billionaire to tell that story. If you survived in hip hop, if you grew mature, there's no way unless you just lack basic accountability and growth there's no way that you could be doing the same thing that you were doing 20 30 years ago today right there's no way that you can have the same mentality that you did 20 30 years ago that you did today unless you just don't give a fuck that's on you then so why not share that that growth with your audience right and um that's as i speak it out there i'm speaking to myself too you know what I'm saying? I may not be old as, as old as salt and pepper. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to say they're old. I'm just going to feel like they're, um, you know, they're just, they're my el not my elders, but you know they're older, right? So, because I was like in fifth grade when they were popping, you know. But anyway, so I want to be able to, I'm talking to myself as well as salt and pepper. Like, yo, you go through life, you go through changes. It was a point in time where you couldn't, you know, get rub two nickels together to get a two piece 
from KFC now is like, yo, mortgage, cars, acres of land. Like, you know what I'm saying? Life has changed. I want to write about that, you know? But then when you get um, pushback, like, you need to be writing about sucking dick. You need to be writing about getting fucked in the asshole. That's fucking, that's not all that women are here for. You know what I'm saying? And that's not even what the fuck we want. Like, that pound town, listen, I'm not hating on Sexy Red. I actually like the song. The reason why I like the song is this reason. It's very raunchy. It's beyond raunchy. And you all asked for it. (laughs) So there you go. I like it. Sexy Red, continue to take their ass to pound town. But as an older, mature female MC who's been married, divorced, married again, etc. You don't want to spend all your days at pound town you know what i'm saying especially if you got businesses to run money to make bags to catch families to take care of and shit the body just can't take the pound town <laughs> like what the fuck but when you young and whatever i get it y'all gotta go for it and i like the song because of that like she telling you take her to fucking pound town don't be offended now because you hear all these songs about God, you know, that the guys have tearing women apart. I'm fucking you. I'm going to tear you up. Suck my dick. Now a girl's like, okay, well, that's what we're talking about. Let's do it. And now all of a sudden it's offensive. It's raunchy. But then when you had girls talking about spirituality, you had girls rhyming about, you know, Christianity, you know, um, anything under the sun, spiritual, growth, um, development family you know just anything else on the spectrum other than sex got shot down i remember years ago i used to be in a group you know i always you know i always tell you guys about that but i won't even give it too much highlight there but i used to be in a group and i remember we did a song and the song was called him h y m n him like a bible hymn a gospel hymn and um the song was tough the beat was tough the song was crazy we didn't rhyme like like it was basically until you got to the hook and even with the hook it was like damn it could go either way like we don't know who they're talking about right but you realize quickly on that we're talking about our relationship with the lord right and yo, everyone was like, this song is tough as fuck. I've never heard a gospel song like this. And um, this was about two years before gospel, before um, Kanye West put out his gospel song, to be honest with you. And the production team that we was working with shot it down, shot it out the water like a motherfucking duck. They was like, don't nobody want to hear that shit. Don't nobody want to hear no girls being religious, talking about the Lord. That ain't going to go nowhere. Swear to God, like a year and a half later, here comes um, Kanye West with a full gospel choir. He got gospel singers, you know, featuring on a song, and it gets platinum, it gets Grammys, it gets everything. But because we were women, we had to rhyme about sucking dick. And not about our love for the Lord. Right? And the way that song was so tough, like, I don't care. We could have battled niggas with that song, for real. Like, we could taste test niggas. With, they could have the hardest, boom bappiest, Griselda-inspired shit. And, and, I, and I mean it. And that song would have took them out. I swear to God, it would have took them out. But, um... They told us that don't nobody want to hear no shit like that. We got to stick to the dick sucks and butt fucks and everything else in between. And especially don't be black and a female MC. You definitely got to stick to the dick sucks and the butt sucks or whatever the fucks. Because they're not going to look at you. There's no way you can be a businesswoman. No way you can run things. No way you got a family with a husband that you could rhyme about. No way. You know, every stereotype under the sun has to belong to you. So to me, I feel like, you know, present day, 
I find it so humorous, so hilarious. I just, I'm, I, I'm entertained fully. The way there's so many men that are vocal about women, these women, embracing what the gatekeepers of the years before required of them, you know? So when I, you know, when we were back then shopping for deals and trying to get recognized and stuff like that, they would say, you got to suck dick and write about it. <laughs> you know, these girls were like, listen, nigga, I suck a whole bunch of dick and I write about it. Sign me up. And it's a problem. So damn if you do, damn if you don't, right? Whose fault is it? It's whoever put those restrictions in play. It's whoever said, hey, this is the only type of way we want to hear a female MC, you know? And in my opinion, half of those guys that be requesting that don't even like females. Let's be real. That's why they want that. They want to de degrade you and see you in a derogatory light because nine times out of ten, they don't like you anyway. Sausage fest. Might I dress? <laughs> but yeah. So you're not good. You're good for nothing but being a bed wench. You know, so now these girls are like, well, here's my pussy. Show it, show it. Here's my ass. Show it, show it. Lick it, fuck it, stuck it. Uh, proactively, and it's a problem. That's so funny to me. So so where is the happy medium, right? Because they say, oh, we got to support people that support. But I go and look, and I sit and I observe, and I just look at different, um, you know, from the Shade Room to Hip Hop DX to whoever else in between, you know what I'm saying? Um, allhiphop.com, Worldstar, whatever. Any who, anywhere that's supposed to be, and I got up air quotes, supporting hip-hop, supporting the culture, you gotta go check it out. Complex, whatever. And I see the same thing. I don't see nothing else other than the sexiness or the sexy girls getting promoted, you know? So there you go. So why hate on them when y'all put those requirements in place? You know what I'm saying? And what I would tell them girls to do, continue writing and rapping about dick sucking. Fuck it. That's what they want. Continue to give it to them. Fuck it. People might be like, oh, Kalini, why would you say that? What the fuck? Yeah, I, I tried to come with different songs. Y'all told me to go write about dick sucking. You know what I'm saying? Or you want to have me battle, you know, a fellow female instead of trying to sh sh do camaraderie. Instead of trying to promote unity, it's like, oh, let's tear them down because we don't want them to be strong together. Strength are in numbers and we want to keep them dumb and with some wet-ass pussy. And you guys got your, your, your request, you know? So now you see a whole bunch of, like, you know, producers and different rappers want to come to the female MC's aid. They're the rescuers now, a man will come and save them. The same men that told them that you got to rhyme like this. You go to, I remember one time I went to um, a producer's studio who never produced for Nicki Minaj. And this was like when she was younger, height of her career. And Nicki had her little Kim pictures, her sexy stuff as well all over the studio wall like it was his bedroom was Nicki Minaj pictures like he ripped them out of the magazines and just pasted up against the wall every picture was a cheek a titty a knee open a thigh a cheek a titty a knee open a thigh a cheek a titty a knee open a thigh so this is what's all over like a collage all over the walls as I'm coming in to record Okay, like, does it make me feel any way? No, because it is what it is. Y'all like what you like. But then when he and I did not have, like, a good cohesive recorded session, I'm like, first of all, dude, you got all this ass in your face, and are you expecting something like, like that to come through your door every time? You know what I'm saying? Like, not every woman raps like that or wants to be perceived like that, you know? So needless to say, the song didn't go nowhere, but... And stuff like that. You say, yo, I, yo, Ganga, we need you. We need you. We need you to spit some stuff. And then you get there, and it's cheeks and ass and titties. 
said it wrong. And then you sublimely telling me like, oh, you should do this. You should make this. You should sound a little bit more. Contradiction. Contradiction. So some of these girls woke up and was like, you know, fuck it. You know what? Just give them what they want. Cheeks, titties, pussy, butt. Booty holes are brown. And they're getting it. And they're winning. So you can't say you put this in place. You put up an extreme gatekeeping tactic in place so others cannot get those type of recognition. You know, only certain songs, certain looks will get the recognition. So what are you all tired of it now? Y'all tired of it? Is that what it is? So now y'all want to advocate for female MCs to be decent when you ran off all the decent ones, when you blacklisted all the decent ones, when you hated on the ones that had stage presence. Now guess what? You got a bunch of them that don't got stage presence. You got a bunch of them that don't really rhyme about much other than sex, taking the nigga's money, robbing a nigga, and more wet ass pussy. <laughs> so I'm and don't get me wrong, I don't hate none of the girls. I love all the girls. I'm rocking with every last one of them. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give that support where I ain't get the support. So that's how I look at it. But I just find it funny. Don't go now trying to be Captain Save-A-Ho. Don't go now trying to be like, oh, there's other females out there that rhyme, and let's advocate for them. Don't fucking do that shit now. Because when we've been out here and we've been saying, yo, let's show them different. Let's create a lane and show them different. Everybody said no. Everybody said, we're going to follow the blueprint that's already out there. And this is the end result of following the blueprint that's already out there. Everyone has wet-ass pussy. <laughs> Everyone is going to get the bag. Everyone is going to fuck you to sleep and rob you of your paddock, your Patek, your Rollies, your Cartiers, whatever. That's what's going to happen. That's the culture that you created. And... um. It's so funny. I seen this um, this comedian. He did a skit. Well, he does. He's known for these skits where he does like a woman dating a woman in the '90s versus dating a woman in 2023, and you know, showing like how in the '90s women were a little bit more like okay, like trying to understand and trying to you know be a little bit more reasonable and com- and compromise. Whereas these girls right now, are like man, fuck all that shit. I'm not fucking compromised, Connie. I'm not gonna be sitting here and taking the L after L after L, and y'all niggas keep winning. Fuck that. We winning. I like it. I ain't mad at them at all. I wish I was their manager. How about that? And um, some people are like, oh, no, you wrong. I can't believe you like that. Why? Why? I want y'all to stop and say to yourself, how many female MCs have you supported, like really supported, other than the ones we see out there? You know what I'm saying? So don't don't bring that to me. As far as like, oh, these girls are rude. And they're, no, they're not. Another thing is a lot of men are mad because men, for real, for real, the older I get, I'm coming to the conclusion that men really don't like women. You know what I'm saying? that It sounds weird. And I'm not saying every man don't like every woman. But with this music shit, I've come to that conclusion that a lot of men don't like a lot of women. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter. They'll say if you were, you know, conservative and not really selling sex, they will tell you you got to sell sex. If you're selling sex and you're like out there and loose, they're going to tell you you need to be a little bit more conservative. It's going to always be that way when it comes to women. Men could come out and be openly gay and everything. It's okay. Like they're going to they're going up the charts. So that's what they'll do. They'll do that when it comes to women. So you could tell, like, you could see that the like ain't really there like that. You know what I'm saying? And um, the support ain't there like that. You know? They're going to just send you in circles. Send you in circles. Send you in circles. Keep that carrot right in front of you long enough for you to, um, 
you know, either till you give up or quit, basically, you know. So I say to everyone out there, women, you know, keep holding on. Keep doing what you got to do. Don't let these guys discourage you. Don't let these guys, you know, make you feel like, oh, you're a ghetto or you're this or you're that. And I know I'm about to to get real dicey right here real quick. But I'm noticing that everyone of these guys have problems with the dark-skinned girls. Ice Spice Pussy Crack was out on the Hot 97 Summer Stage. I mean, the whole Pussy Crack was out. And the guys were like, yeah, damn, I like Ice Spice. Even her cellulite sexy, yeah. These are the comments I legitimately read. And then Sexy Red is saying, like, you know, she want her guy to take her to Pound Town. She's a whore. She a dirty whore. You can smell the um welfare through the video. Like, what the fuck is that? Because she's a black girl? Yo. I digress, though. I won't. That's a whole nother topic for another day because we know the world we live in. As much as people will want you to pretend, yeah, I pretend. I pretend every fucking day that the shit is one way, but I know it's the other. So, you know, just to keep the, um, keep myself not having a headache every day, all day. It's good to pretend, I guess, right? Especially as a black woman. You got to pretend that you're not oppressed, you're not hated on. You're not overly sexualized. You're not um, also, you know, portrayed as dumb or slow, unintelligent, you know. So it's a lot, but, you know, you just pretend it's all good. So that's another reason I tell these girls, keep fucking doing what you're doing because it's their fault, you know. Whoever's hating, good, because it's your fault. You didn't support women that were doing other types of songs. You didn't support women that wanted to get other messages out there, you know, but guys can get other messages out there. I remember a couple of years ago, Logic had a song about suicide prevention, you know, suicide prevention. It got massive airplay, you know, Kanye West's gospel song. I mean, he's put out like several, if I'm not mistaken. Massive recognition, massive airplay. From women is only the one trick pony. Your pussy has to be wet and you have to be sucking dick. That's it. You're going to win. If you don't do that, you will forever be whatever, trying to get it. So, ladies, unless you're prepared to open up your pussy lips in your next music video, don't worry about it. And if some people be like, oh, nah, 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 because I support this one and I support that one. Well, why we don't hear it on the radio? Why we don't see the request for the songs to be played? And even with that, they're only going to play like one or two because either they know them or they know their producer or they know their label mates. You know, they'll support them that way because it's something that's going to benefit them. Ultimately, you know, even if the girl is not, you know, rhyming about pound town and pussy holes, right? And let's say she is rhyming about being decent and bringing a message to her, um, her song, her music. It's not going to get, it's not going to get supported or promoted unless the person that's being asked to support it or promote it is benefiting from it. Trust me, I've been here a long time. So they'll act like it's the best thing since sliced bread because they're benefiting from it via maybe payola, maybe a network connect, maybe, hey, I'm going to push your things through and green light your next project if you push this through and green light this for me. It's always something. And that's why, to me, as a whole, Music still isn't at its best right now, you know. Dr. Dre said something earlier. He was like, I don't like half of this shit that's out right now. But I don't listen to it either. You know, I listen to what I like, and I do the music that I like. And he sp- that's well-spoken, like a true Aquarian. Like, I'm not going to say I like everything out here. And I'm not saying that I'm pushing everything out here. But I listen to what I like. You know, I listen to what I like. It may not necessarily be rap music at that either, you know, but it's what I like. And you have that option, so you don't have to be forced to listen to 
something just because it is what it is or whatever the case may be, you know, but, um, and, and we arrived here though. That's the thing that I want you all to understand. We arrived here because of several things, gatekeeping, 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 right? Um, people would gatekeep out of insecurities, out of fear that you'll blow up beyond them, whatever, like the list goes on. But gatekeeping definitely played a part. That's why music sucks right now because they don't want to let people in out of fear of, you know, losing success or losing out or losing control over scenarios and situations. But they'll allow certain people to come through because they're cool, they're non-threatening, oh, they're benefiting from the product. You know what I'm saying? Does it mean it's good? No. But they'll push it and they'll force feed it on you until you have no choice but to start singing it and be like, you know what, I guess this is good. You know what I'm saying? What else? Um, what's another thing? Just the lack of support. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of all goes hand in hand. You know, and, and, the, and the last one that I will say is risk. Not a lot of risk taken when it comes to breaking new artists, right? You got to spend, it's like you're guaranteed to get your record break if you have the budget. But your record don't even have to be good at that point. You just, you got the money, you could break the record, got the budget to pay whoever the right people. It's going to be successful, you know. But back in the days, even though every genre, every, well, not genre, every decade and every, you know, yeah, decade in history had their own um, set of things to deal with, pros and cons. Back in the days, one thing I will say about um, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and even the 90s, DJs, radio stations, you know, club DJs were willing to take a risk and play a new song and get the crowd's reaction, you know? Play a new song on the radio. Call up here. Tell us if we should rock it or block it. You know, I don't know. You know? Risk. Nowadays, the risk that people will take is like, hey, so this is your artist, right? And you're going to cash at me 5000 to pay him to play this record? Say less. Like, that's the risk they're taking. <laughs> they're not taking any type of creative risk to say, you know what, I think this is a good record. Let me break it. You know? So those three things, I think, came into play. Gatekeeping, the whole favoritism, which kind of rolls back up to gatekeeping, and then less risk-taking. You know, the DJs, the radio stations, less risk-taking. It's more about, like, this is my home girl, and I'm going to rock with her. I remember it was a point in time, back in days, um, we didn't know anything about celebrities, right? We just knew what we saw on TV. We knew what we heard on the radio, but we didn't know everything about them. You see, like, the Inquiring Minds or the Inquirer. You would hear, like, these little gossip magazines and whatever. But you didn't know their day-to-day -day life, right? So you didn't know if you liked them or not, right? If the song was good, the song was great. We The song rocked. It wasn't like, you know, I don't like Diana Ross because I heard that she broke Barry Gordy's heart. So I'm not going to play that record. Never, never. So I think those lines got blurred between knowing the person and the work, you know? And some people are like, oh, well, then we need to know the business. Like, look at R. Kelly. Look at all the shit R. Kelly did. And he put out great music. Listen, the music still will be great. A lot of people were like, how dare you say that about R. Kelly? You cannot knock what it is. Great music, great product, right? His messy-ass life and the shit that he's done, I'm, I don't want to go into it because this is a female MC topic today. But I'm just saying, even with that, you see, you're able to, and you'll, you'll be ready to go off the deep end into the personals about the artist. And you, and you forget about the music. You forgot about the music instantly. So a lot of that has happened.
you know. We're so caught up in Cardi B and Offset's marriage, we're not really paying attention to the music of either of them, you know. And I think that's where Jay-Z and Beyonce win. They don't have their kids on social media. They're not flaunting their $2.3 billion mansion on social media. They're not showing you, like, the food and the lunch that they cooked for their daughter before her to go to school on the web, you know? So I think that layer of privacy keep them at a layer of value, you know? And um, a lot of people don't have that right now. So that's another part, you know? I saw a meme a couple of days ago. I had to share it. It was like, yo, just because I rap, I'm not going to um, freestyle the drop of the dime at the barbecue, bro. Chill. That touched my soul because I literally, I remember like some years ago, I went to a barbecue. It was like late night. I was tired, so I was just like, hey, I'm just going to stop through for a little bit. These niggas thought I was going to be the entertainment for the barbecue. I kindly busted a U-turn and went back home. Like, nah, nigga. Like, how many rock and roll artists is just chilling at, I don't know, at a friend's bar mitzvah that they're not booked to perform at? Because that's a key thing. Rock and roll artists, um, any other genre except for rap, and I'm and lately the new generation of rap has been getting booked for things like bar mitzvahs and stuff like that. So I won't even say that. I even I even seen Bia at Afrotech's conference. That's a technology conference for business and corporate America, and she was the entertainment. So I am seeing more of that with with rap, with the genre of rap. But um, you know, it's it's stuff like that. But back to what I was asking: How many of you? How many? Rock and rollers, um, R&B singers, um, techno people, I don't know, like anything, house music, freestyle, like I'm trying to name any genre, country, western music, that the person just comes over to their family and friends gathering, and the family and friends are like, oh, hey, that's Billy Bob. Sing us a country tune. Let us let us know that you really could sing. You know? Not all the time. Once or twice, if we're sitting around a fire, we're having a vibe, you know, it's like, yo, sing a song or kick a verse. Yeah. But with rap, it's almost like it becomes like a parody, right? It's like, oh, you can rap, spit something. So you're basically insulting my skills and I gotta prove to you like who the fuck are you I gotta prove to you I can rap so I'm spitting something and then nine times out of ten you don't even respect that I'm a rapper so you're not gonna give me the props and you're not gonna motherfucking go buy my music because I spit something in front of you you see what I'm saying so I just feel like rappers as a whole men and women we tend to be disrespected in our genre you know what I'm saying and we tend to do the most disrespect towards each other in our genre because I haven't seen, I've been around jazz musicians. I've been around um, reggae artists. I've been around so many different genres, rock and roll artists, um, Latina artists. You know what I'm saying? You'd never see no one saying, oh, you rhyme like Bad Bunny? Let me hear you. <laughs> never. But it's always with rap. You gotta prove yourself. First of all, I don't respect that you rap. So to show you I don't respect that you rap, you gotta prove to me that you rap. Fuck that shit. Pay me. I'll prove it all the fuck you want. You know what I'm saying? I know my fucking worth. So and that just goes back to a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas will wanna ask you to be on a song and you're like, alright, reluctantly. And then they want to charge you for the fucking beat. Nigga, take, if you don't fucking take your beat and stick it where the sun don't shine, there's a lot of bullshit to it. Like, we're just not a respected genre as artists. You know, we're the only genre that you got to pay for. After you pay for production, you pay for promotion, you pay for all of that stuff, then you got to pay the DJ 
pay the radio, pay the club owner to perform. Everyone's getting paid but you. That's a very disrespectful genre. I don't know. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to end this, um, not right yet, but I think I'm going to end this with some of my music. Because I've been ranting and raving, and I haven't put none of my music up for y'all to check out. So I'm going to end this with one of my songs. It hasn't hit me yet which one, but we'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, that's where I, what I've been entertaining myself with as of lately. I've been entertaining myself with, look how fun, look how interestingly the tables turn, you know? You hated on us. I remember one dude was like, you know, like one of my um homegirls that came from New York to visit me in Virginia Beach, and we were part of, I was a part of the rap group at the time. We was going to New York performing. We was going to Florida performing, Atlanta performing. So we was really trying to get a deal. And, you know, we had dreads and, you know, we would wear things like, we were cute. We would get dressed and put, you know, dresses and skirts on. But then we would also put on like some camouflage shorts, like cargo shorts with a cute belly top, crop top and sneakers. You know, it was like mixing the tomboy with the sexy, like, you know, the Aaliyah times, et cetera. And this one dude that came to see my friend that who was coming to visit us, he was like, I don't like them bitches. You hanging out with the more African-American black pride bitches. Now, mind you, she was a mixed race individual, which is what the guys like, right? Pretty hair, light skin, just not whatever. As long as you don't look like my mama, as long as you don't look like their mama, they're good with they're good with you. So basically, that was the case. And this nigga was not cute. And he was talking about us and how we weren't cute and she should not be hanging out with us, which was my rap group at the time because we had like dreadlocks and, you know, we were a little bit, we were on the opposite end of the spectrum. You know, we were more like tomboys. We weren't, you know, necessarily gay or anything, but we were tomboys. And really and truly within that time frame, that's how it was. Like a crock top, baggy jeans. Think of Aaliyah. And you, you'll understand what I'm talking about. You know, we was more like that. More like Aaliyah versus Beyonce with the clothes. They both were light-skinned, so there you go. That's a whole other argument. But, um, yeah, so we've always had that issue. You know what I'm saying? Always had that problem. And now here we are. You know what I'm saying? A lot of those guys, for real, for real, that be saying, like, yo, why are we disrespecting our women like that? No, you, No, you're not. Go! I bet you a dollar. You look at their wives. You look at their kids. You look at their whole entire circumference, and you'll probably see more Ice Spice and more Cardi B than Megan's and Glorillas any damn way. But they want to tell you, you know, what you should be, or they want to say like, we need to see more of this. Well, you guys put it in your household. You put it out there like this is the primary state of female MCs, then everyone's going to follow suit, you know? It was a point in time there where everybody was like, Nikki's the blueprint. Every girl came out looking like Nikki to the point that some of these girls, I'm like, is this Nikki? I'm confused. They got the same hairstyle, the same outfits. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Now I guess as Nikki's getting older, you know, they are ushering younger generations, and it's just more colorism, more sexism, all wrapped up in a pretty bow with a fat ass, you know? So don't be mad when you created the menu. It's like the chef created the menu, said all we're eating is pork. And then now that the day comes and everyone has prepared the meal and everyone sat down to eat and you realize there's not a lot of pork lovers. And then you realize you yourself don't want to eat pork then it becomes a problem. But you put the menu out there. You already said, like, there's no changing, no ifs, ands, and buts. This is an ironclad menu of all pork, and now you're upset about it. That's how it is. That's just a scenario I'm trying to use to say with the music and the whole state of, like, people being upset about females and the type of females and music that's dropping right now. Me, I'm happy to see women, shit, somebody getting it, goddamn. So I don't care if it's Ice Spice. I don't care if it's motherfucking Glorilla, Megan, Cardi, Ganga. Um, I don't care if it's motherfucking Juicy Fruit, Rhapsody, whoever. 
I don't care. Just support women because it's hard for us. You know what I'm saying? And I, I challenge everyone for every, um, you know, sexually, overtly sexual female MC song that you listen to, challenge yourself to listen to a gonga song. Challenge yourself to listen to an artist on the opposite end of the spectrum of the artist you listen to. And I think that can even out the playing field. I do with male counterparts. I'll listen to Wu-Tang classics. Then I'll turn around and I want to hear what the new guys is talking about. I like 21 Savage. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people give Drake hell. Drake been in this game for how long already? But a lot of people give him hell. I love Drake. You know what I'm saying? For numerous reasons. But overall, because he is lyrical and he kills it every fucking time. You know what I'm saying? Another thing that I, you know, I admire about Drake is um, a lot of people come for him. They come for him from day one. And he just keeps moving. He just keeps going, you know? It's a hard thing to do, so I definitely admire him about that. A lot of people hate his music, say that he's whack, he's this, he's that. But he'd be out shining, out selling, and killing them every time. So, you know, let's balance it out like that. You know, for every sexy song, listen to a conscious song. For every spiritual song, listen to a sexy song. You know what I'm saying? For the females. And I think that could kind of break um, break it up a little bit and and shake up the algorithms a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, of course, all of this is playing a part in why there's not songs in the top 100 right now and they're trying to say oh it's because the women are killing it right now that's why we don't have nothing in the top 100 no 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 that's not it at all because men who ultimately control this whole fiasco of shit we call hip-hop men put strict requirements on women strict expectations on what women should look like should sound like and what they should rap about and that's what got accepted. So now, you know, it's green, it's groomed, it's combed, it's packaged up pretty with a bow for years and years to come. And this has been tested, tried and true and sex and successful. They're not going to change it. Not yet anyway. But the more people become tired of it, we'll start to see changes. You know what I'm saying? And another thing is they'll be like, oh, well, there's people out there that's been doing it. That's been rhyming consciously. Really? Okay. I'm going to say like this. There's a lot of people, in my opinion, that um, they have connects. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't necessarily mean that they, they're, the, they're the ones that are going to make the impact that's going to shake this up or create an even playing field for women. Because I know some conscious rappers who are equally connected in the industry as as the um sexy rappers, right? And they'll get the play, they get the airplay, but guess what? The people at large still don't like their ass because it's about what speaks to the people's soul. It's not because you are cool with them, he's prevent he's benefiting from them because he produced it. You're benefiting from it because they paid you to play it on the radio. You're benefiting from it because, yo, I'm going to hook you up with a free beat because you hook my girl up with a free beat. No. It's still got to be lit. It's still got to be good. And as I talk about that, I'm talking about myself included. I actually removed myself out of this whole situation for the last six months. I've been writing. I've been recording. I released music with different labels and stuff. But I removed myself because I said I, I want to be impactful. I want my shit to be impactful. I've kind of been on some type of, um, for lack of a better word, a spiritual journey. You know, a journey to accountability for myself. A journey to growth. I've been growing. But spiritually, like looking within 100%. And you can get distracted by looking around, you know. And looking outward. So instead of like being constantly triggered by people and bullshit, I block you. You know what I'm saying? If Instead of being constantly reminded of shit that I don't like, I'll remove it. And if I can't remove it, I remove myself. You know? Because I had to give myself that time to clear the air and clear my mind so I could really write. You know what I'm saying? And I don't give a fuck. If y'all don't like what I'm writing about, you know what I'm saying? Because I've lived life. I live my life 
and my life is, I feel is, no, no, let me take that back. And my life is worthy to be praised. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to do, I'm going to do me and get it out there. But I'm not just talking about braggadocious shit. It's about growth. It's about spirituality, accountability. And I want to put those things into song. And that's my goal within the next couple of months. So a lot of people that might feel comfortable like, oh, Colleen, you know, Ganga, she ain't rhyming no more. We successfully um, broken her down to the very last compound. We don't got to worry about her. Niggas, damn if you ain't lying because that's not it. But I'm kind of happy that I stepped back during this time and let everyone rock and let everyone get it out their system because guess what now? I'm gonna leave that up for the rest. I ain't gonna ever finish that sentence, but um, yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. I think I'm gonna play, and let me tell y'all, honey, you might have heard this already, but I don't care. I'm gonna play it again. Man can't curse because that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling like that that song right now is not only, you know, about um, what God bless man can't curse, but what man can't curse. You know what I'm saying? Because it ain't something that they had something to do with or this is something that they didn't have any, you know, benefits from. You're not going to curse me. You can't curse me. You can't stop what I'm doing. And you clearly can't stop what those other young ladies are out there doing. They're living their best life. And they're fucking these niggas and taking names and money in the process. Hey, listen. And not, not just sexually fucking them. Fucking them on this business shit. Cause the girls was winning. You drive down the radio, drive down the road, listening to the radio. You're gonna hear SZA. Even though she's not a rapper, I love SZA. You're gonna hear SZA. You're gonna hear Glorilla. You're gonna hear Cardi B. You're gonna hear Nicki. You're gonna hear a little bit of Megan. You're gonna hear Doja. The radio right now is like all women, and I'm not mad at it. I just wish Gonga was in the rotation a little bit more, but I'm grateful for where I could get in, get it where I fit in, and I'm grateful for that. But am I mad at it? No. As much men had songs, and I was like, how the fuck does this song make sense? You know? So, let, yeah, let the women shine. I'm not mad at it at all. I just wanted to say and put that out there, what I said. Could it be all of the gatekeeping, all of the hating, all of the, you know, um, favoritism, nepotism, because that's something that's real true. Could it have been that all that stuff played a part? You know what I'm saying? In these people's um situation. Could it be? I think so. I really do. Because what you know, what else can you call how else do you call it? But I'm leave it there. You know, tell me hit me up with this episode. Y'all might be like, Oh, she's ranting and raving. My disclaimer is this I have no horse in that race but my own horse, right? I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna put my music out. Regardless of whatever me colossal tv colossal tv and i the records we're gonna do what we do and sometimes you gotta give yourself a break and enjoy life you know what i'm saying i see some people daily get up and you know posting just random bullshit just to say we gotta post we gotta post we gotta post and i noticed that you know you don't gotta do that it is all still about meaningful content you know so I'm okay with not posting and y'all be like, oh, she ain't doing shit. Nigga, I'm living a whole full healthy life off of the internet, you know, and a great life, enjoying outdoors, not looking at my phone, going blind, trying to figure out who's hating on me, who's loving me today. No, living my life and loving myself. You see what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, so... To all the naysayers and doubters out there, I got something for y'all coming up real soon. Don't even worry, your pretty little head. I got something for y'all. But for everyone else out there that's naysaying and doubting these girls out here that's doing anything, stop it. Stop it. Y'all clearly, clearly did not want to hear the likes of Digger, Rhapsody, Ganga, shit. There's a bunch of us. Too much. So don't be mad that y'all got what y'all got out there on the radio in rotation. You know what I'm saying? You damn near asked for it. You did. I hope you enjoy it. 
And I know a lot of people like, oh, I a lot of men probably like, oh, I got to be the rescuer of the women's genre. No, you don't. No, you don't. All y'all got to do is just stop fucking gatekeeping and stop just because everyone's like and everyone's preference is different. So just because you think it's a good song, the world at large may not. So sometimes it's okay to take a risk on someone that you may not think is, you know, up to par, you know, versus someone that you've been pushing and haven't gotten those results. So there you go. I'll leave it at that. So also I'll leave you, I'm going to leave you with a couple of sayings tonight, you know, and then I'll roll into my saying. The one saying that I'm going to leave you with, and I want you to look at this at everything in life, but in particular with this music shit, insanity. They say doing the same thing, expecting different results is the definition of insanity. And that's what's happening right now. Everyone's doing the same thing. They're redoing Little Kim, and they're thinking that they're reinventing the wheel, and that's insane. Now it's time for change. Now it's time to take risks and listen to other artists, and not the ones that you know, not the ones that your homie said, hey, she's dope, she's connected to so-and-so. Sometimes some of the dopest artists has no connections. You know what I'm saying? But be willing to take that risk and support someone that's not falling under the everyday common, you know, box. And I think that we'll be pleasantly surprised and I think that we'll be able to push forward, you know, the culture and get us back on track to the top 100 of the Billboard charts. But I digress. I'll leave it at that. All right, guys, I'm out. I just wanted to talk with y'all about that for a little bit, see how y'all feel about that, because that's been something that's been just popping up for me all over. And I'm like, you know, I want to touch base with y'all. A couple of months back, you know, I did an episode about people saying, oh, Ice Spice is winning because she's light-skinned. And I was like, is that the case? I like Ice Spice. I don't think... You know, light skin, dark skin, I like I don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not a guy, so I'm not I'm not looking at it like that. But I am aware of colorism and I I do fall on the dark skin and the spectrum with nappy hair, so I know how I've been treated. You know what I'm saying? So and versus how she's been treated. But at the same time it's like y'all still give her a pass. If Megan first of all, Megan the stallion has a really good show stage performance wise and she just twerks a little bit do whatever megan's a whore megan's dirty she's a hoe as soon as she does her routine ice spice looks like she just came out of the bodega on 182nd street and t-bout with some coochie fritos and you know a quarter water and some a bag of sunflower seeds and just went to the summer stage of hot 97 and performed and there was none of those complaints. Nothing like, oh, her stage presence, nothing. It was like, Ice Spice, great. So it was always like, I already know, being black, black, 100% black, dark skin black, nappy head black, you're going to have to work 10 times harder than everyone else. I already know this. Been there all my life. But don't don't hate now that y'all getting what y'all get. You know what I'm saying? That's like, um, I don't know, the chef said, all we're going to eat is pork, and then everybody shows up, and nobody don't want no pork. Now we're here. A whole bunch of non-pork eaters with a pork-filled menu. You're welcome. But all right, I'm out. And until next time, y'all, you already know what it is. This is Colleen, a.k.a. Gongly MC, the podcast. She can talk. We ain't going nowhere. And if you like it, tell a friend. If you don't like it, tell a friend that goes the same for my music if you like gongli's music tell a friend if you don't like gongli's music please 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 tell a friend it don't hurt either way until next time y'all stay safe y'all stay blessed and y'all love yourself first because you can't love me if you don't love you right all right y'all spread that love peace No man, uh
At times the road was rough cause I wasn't living right Survival was the game and I did it pretty well Mad people knew the name but that face could never tell In and out of town like traffic, mob deep wreaking havoc 5'11 dread, step in the room they start to panic I smile when I talk so naturally they think I'm weak Until them dogs bark, now they listen when I speak So far from petite, no sauce every week For the coupe blue cheese dripping off my physique Ain't no thing when I sing, more that joy that I bring Looking very bright Doing something to you when you hear me on the mic Never thought I'd take this rap shit this far Never thought I'd be the one that shines like a star But those were the fears when I'm driving the car And I ride it to the brakes, bad and wheels fall off Then cash in my checks and I upgrade it all And do it all again, be some legends after fall Nothing ever stops, it's called working, lay low When I'm done, then we